So my name is Reverend PJ Stanley, and I start all of my talks off by just saying exactly who we are as a New Thought community. I don't want any confusion. People think they walked into, you know, a different kind of church. I want you to know what kind this is. So, so what we believe. We believe that we are one, that there is only one, one power, one presence in the universe and in our lives, and that is God, the good, or whatever you might call that which is greater than yourself. I call it George myself. George and I have a lot of great conversations. You can call it whatever you want. It's still the same power in your life. And we believe because we are individualized expressions of the one power, we get to co-create our lives. And we do that through meditation, through prayer, and through action. Those are the three things that we do to help us create the life we are here to live. God created us to have an amazing life, and the universe is abundant, and whatever we need to have the life we're looking for is available to you, no matter what those voices in your past told you. What is true is that you are an individualized expression of the one, of God. And you have the power and the authority to create the life you want, and you are worthy to receive that life. So let's just get that out right now, all right? <laughs> so what I want to talk with you about today is what I'm so excited about. I'm excited about a lot of things when it comes to new thought. But I'm excited because it is a living spirituality. It is a living spirituality. We get to do this and be this. It's not so much about doing as it is about being, but you do take action. And so there is some doing, but it's about being. And it's a living spirituality that we get to take. It's not just inside this wall of the cool church. I love that name. Yeah. Isn't that a great name? You guys got a great name. Cool church. Yeah, <laughs> yeah give yourself a hand. It's a great church. Um, it's not just inside these walls. And why that was so remarkable to me. So I was raised um, uh, a Southern Baptist here in Texas, uh, in Waco, Texas, is where my grandfather lived, and my father was uh, um, in the military, and so we, could, we would go with him wherever we could go, but when we couldn't go where he was, Korea or Vietnam or any other places where he was where the family couldn't go, we lived in Waco, and we went to my grandparents' church. And it was a Baptist church, and I loved it. It's where my whole family was. It, was. it was where all my friends were. It's where everybody went, right? Everybody goes to this church. But what I couldn't understand, what I could not, there's a number of things, but what was really big that I couldn't understand was how all the time, every Sunday morning, we were talking about how great and powerful God was to help you have the life you're looking for and bring you all the blessings. Yet every Sunday when we came in, we were talking about how horrible the week was, right? We were just talking, oh my God, it was a horrible week, it was a horrible week. And I was just wondering, well, if he's here on Sunday, he, shit, whoever you call it, if it's there on Sunday, why isn't it with us throughout the entire week? And I remember my mother, who was so, so, she wasn't religious. She was highly spiritual. And what she would say, she was like 4'11", she was a little spitfire. And what she would say when someone, you're going to have to excuse my language, but this is how I talk. But when somebody would piss her off, she would say, listen, I'm going to have to put my, I'm going to have to put my religion on the shelf and go get this person. <laughs> <laughs> so she was able <laughs> to set her religion aside 
when she needed to be something that she felt her religion wouldn't let her be. Well, what I know about New Thought is we get to be who we are 24-7. 24-7. And who we are are people who are constantly walking the walk, talking the talk, and being who we say we are by way of what we value. What do we value? We talk every, every, every January, and I'm sure Melinda does want something of the same thing. Every January, we're reviewing individually, not as a, even as a, as a community, but individually. What do I value? What is it? Who am I? And how do I want to show up? And I have a list of five things that I value. And there, I, I value a lot of things, but I can't keep those all in my head all the time. But the five, the top five, I can keep in my head. And one is that I'm going to be authentic. I don't care what anybody else says about who PJ needs to be. There's only one, and that would be me, and I get to make the decisions. There's only one of you, and that's you, and only you get to make the decisions. Anybody else's thoughts about who you are or what you should be, then let them go ahead and do that. That's not for you. For you is whatever you decide. So I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to be trustworthy. Okay, no, there you go. Beginning with myself, I have to be someone I can trust. So when I speak my word, I know that it's going to come back to me because I'm speaking the truth as I know it. So truth is important to me, that I'm trustworthy. Family my spirituality and my tribe. Those things are important to me, okay? So everywhere I go, and beholding the divine in everyone is important to me. I have a brother, some of you may have met him, I don't know if you did, um, certainly everyone from Harmony has met him. He passed away a little over a year ago last year, and his whole life, I think from the time he was 15 years old, he struggled with, with drugs. He struggled. He was in and out of rehab his whole life. He passed away at 61, and he was drug-free, and he was free from all that for, for two years before he passed away. The brother that he was when he was on drugs was not someone I had a relationship with. I, I, did, he, I did not have a relationship with him. That's the choice I get to make, and so does he. He gets to make a choice about who he is, and I get to make a choice about who I'm going to be in relationship with, and so do you. So do you. And when he was the brother that I could have around my home that I knew wasn't going to steal my car and take my TVs and all the things that he does when he's doing this on this path that he's on, then, that's, then, then he's not, he's not uh, uh, invited to be in my home. I don't have a relationship with him. But he is someone that I love very dearly. And I'm very clear about that. I'm very clear. I speak the truth. I speak the truth. And that's part of the thing that we have difficulties with in new thought is thinking that because we love someone, they have to, we have to have a relationship with them. Mm-mm. You can love people from afar. You can love people from afar. That's what we get to do. We get to make that choice. And so I honor him when I see my brother, even when he was on drugs, living on the street. What I see in him, what I always see, what I see in everyone, is how they're showing up. He showed up as a drug addict. And what is possible. I see all the possibility of God in him. And whenever he wants to make the choice, whatever choice he makes, I honor that. I honor that. That's what we get to do. That's what we get to do. So how does it work when I say this is a living spirituality and we do it every single day? 
It matters how we show up. It matters how we treat people. It's, it's shocking to me. It's really, it's, it's actually shocking to me when I, you know, I, we go and we have a service, someone who's serving us, whether it's at a restaurant or a cashier or whatever, all of us have been served by someone. And yet to hear people act as if the person who's serving them is somehow their employee and they just get to talk with, to them any old kind of way, like they're not human beings. You don't get to do that. Everyone, everyone, I don't care what they're doing. Everyone deserves your compassion and your love, okay? And, a, and just a simple, hey, how you doing? If you, don't, if you can't do that, just a smile. Everybody deserves that. Do you know what it means? Do you know what people see? Do you know what people feel when you smile at them? You are saying, I see you and you're okay with me. I see you and you're okay with me. That is a way that people feel like they belong do you know that my stepson committed suicide when he was 21, 20? And I started working with that, that kind of trying to understand what happened there, why did that happen, what was our role in it, and things like that. And what I discovered was that most children, I don't know about the adults, I was just dealing with children, but most children commit suicide because they think they don't matter. Because they think that no one will even notice that they're not here. That is how important it is for you, for us, in our spirituality, our living spirituality, to look at people and see them and see everybody, no matter how they're showing up, see past what they're showing up as and see the God in them and the possibilities. That's what we do. That's what we get to do. I love that. So I wanted to tell you, so what I, what I believe is that we all have, that's more than I believe, I know this, everyone has a story Everybody has a story. Uh, an origin. I'm talking about your story. The story of your origin. How you, how you got going. The story you told yourself about who you are or are not. For the longest time I told myself I wasn't a singer. I can't, I can't sing. I, I'm no, because I kept comparing myself. I was listening to Michael Gott at the retreat we had. And he said, he quoted somebody. Some president I think it was. And it was a misquote, but it was a better quote. It, it was a better quote. It was... Um, comparison is the death of joy. Comparison is the death of joy. We don't get to compare ourselves. We don't need to compare ourselves with anyone else. You know why? Because you are an individualized expression. That means only you can do you. Only you. There's only one Nancy. There's only one Penny. There's only one of each of you. And you get to do whatever that is you think that means for yourself. That's what we get to do. So we don't, get to, we don't need to compare ourselves with other people and whatever it is somebody else is doing. So what we're, to, what we're, what we're doing is overcoming our origin story. And the reason, it's okay, just gonna keep coming in and out. I'm talking loud enough, it's thank you. The reason that we wanna overcome our origin story is because that's how you're gonna serve. That's how you're going to serve. Listen to me what I'm saying. There was no way for me to help my brother. I'm not an addict. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it's like to live on the street. I have no comparison or experience. So any words I speak to him are just words I read. I have no experience. 
That is why AA and all of the A's, why they work. Because there are people who have overcome their origin story and they're helping others overcome theirs. Do you understand? To live the life they, they came here to live. So whatever your origin story is, I'm not going to go into what they all could be, but I know that each of you have one. And if you haven't overcome it, overcome it, because that's going to be how you serve. And if you have overcome it, use it to serve. Use it to serve. So I want to share with you a couple of stories. Um, that, that's one thing I want to make clear. Um, that that's what we're here to do. I believe, and we had a discussion about this at the retreat. One of the, um, one of the speakers said, you know, how many of you think, and this is a, like a loaded question, so you don't have to raise your hand. She said, how many of you think that you're here to serve, that your purpose is to serve? And I, you know, I raised my hand. And Michael's like, I feel like it's a loaded question. So I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to wait and see what you're going to say about this. And she said, it's not. It's not, you're, you're, not, you're not here to serve. And I don't even remember what she said your reason was because I blocked her out right after that. <laughs> I blocked her completely out because I believe we are here to serve. I think that's what our whole, all, our purpose is here to serve. Our gifts we use to serve. Do you understand? Overcoming our origin story. And then Michael, when she finished talking, because they were talking together, they were co-speaking. And Michael said, I'm going to have to push back on you on that a little bit. I said, Yes! We are here to serve. We're here to serve. And, and, and we use our gifts to do that. So overcoming your origin story, it's going to be one of the best ways for you to serve, in my opinion. I really believe that's, a, that's going to bring, bring you so much joy to overcome your story and then to help somebody else who's walking the path you've been walking to overcome theirs as well. So I want to, to ask you uh, uh, one thing, and then we're going to go to the next thing. I want to ask you to think about Every, I think all of us have this. And I'm not really sure how much time I'm supposed to be up here, so maybe you're going to do that when it's time because I'll just keep talking. Um, <laughs> um, what, tell me, think about, you don't have to say it out loud, just think about when was the time, what's the story, when did you absolutely know for sure, like Oprah says, what I know for sure, that God is and that God answers prayer. What happened that you know for sure? I'm gonna tell you the story that happened to me that I know for sure. And then you can think about what, when did you know? What, because that's, that's gonna be the, the thing that you lock on your anchor when you're trying to get and do something and you think it's too difficult because we think things are too big. We have this whole big, small thing as we're thinking, but that's only in the physical world. In spirit, there's nothing large or small, it's all the same. Whatever you ask for, God will deliver. So big and small is in our own head, not in God's head. So, so I'm living in San Diego, and I'm living up in the mountains behind, behind San Diego, and about 45 minutes away, and we, I wanted to move to the city. My husband and I, we were starting to do some work, and we needed to be in the city. So I went, and I looked at, so we didn't want to buy. We just wanted to move to the city and find an apartment or a place to stay a house. And so I found this beautiful house. It was up in Golden Hills, which is just above Balboa Park. If you know anything about San Diego, you know it's right behind the zoo. Gorgeous, beautiful. So I went, I found this place. It was gorgeous. It was just a two-bedroom, hardwood floors, uh, uh, it was a fireplace, just perfect for two people. And so there was a sign that said, you know, rent. And so I called the landlord, and I said, hey, I'd love to come and take a look at the place. And he said, oh, great. I'm only showing it on Saturdays. So I'll be here on Saturday morning at 9. You can come by and see it. I said, okay. I'll come by on Saturday morning at 9. So about 8.30, I called just to confirm you know, that I was coming by. And he said, oh, yeah, I, um, I read the place already. I said, oh, what? 
And he said, oh, yeah. I said, I thought you said you weren't going to do it till Saturday. He said, I wasn't. But this guy called me, and he just insisted that I show it to him. So I showed it to him, and then I rented it. And I said, okay, fine. Thank you. Hung up. And then me and God, George, had a conversation. I said, what happened here? Why didn't I? I'm sitting, this is how I talk to, to spirit. What happened here? Why didn't I get this house? You knew that I wanted this house. Spirit said, actually, I didn't know that you wanted it. I said, I'm sorry. Don't you know everything? How is it that you didn't know that I didn't want this house? He said, well, because that's not what you said. What you said was, this house could be good. And I said, yes, it could be. And then you said, this house could work. And I agreed with you. Yes, it could work. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> I see what's happening here. So you want me to be clear. Is that it? Yes. Just say it. You're clear. Fine. So I went, about, so I went and I saw another great place. Beautiful. It had bougainvilleas and a wonderful deck. It was a town's craftsman home, you know, with porch and all this. And so I said, all right, George, I want this house. This house right here. This house. I'm dancing, right? This house right here. What, you know, so, so, spirit, <laughs> so, so Spirit said, I got you. All right. This house is yours. I said, all right. So I called the landlord. He said, I'm not showing it until Saturday. I didn't worry about that. I said, okay. I'll, I'll, be, here. I'll be here at 9 o'clock on Saturday. He said, but I want to tell you that 25 other people have called on this place. And they're going to want to come. And I said, I don't care about that. Don't worry about that. I'll be here at 9 o'clock. So I got there at 9 o'clock. He opened it up. It was gorgeous. So he had to fill out the application. I filled out the application. I gave him a check. He said, oh, you, don't, you can't leave a check. He said, you don't even know if, you know, if everything's going to clear. I said, oh, I already know. Oh, I know. The house is mine. Don't worry about that. Um, I'm leaving. My husband and I are going out of town. We're going to San Francisco. So I'm going to call you on Monday. Please let me know where I can pick up the key. And I left. Now, he's looking at me like I'm crazy. But here's how it works. When God tells you something, you act differently. When you know, that's why I want you to remember what's that story where you know that God answers prayer. You remember that story every time you want something. And then you will behave differently. You'll act as if it's already happened because you know what? It has. It's already happened. So that's how you walk. You show up differently when you know that God answers prayer. Okay? So just be clear. Be just, just state what you want and then let it go. And know it has been done. That's how it works. That's how it works. The second thing I want to share with you is back to the origin story. How we serve others. When I tell this story just right now about, about God and me understanding who God is and how I can speak to God. And you can talk to God, by the way, any way you need to speak. That's how I speak, like I'm talking to my sister, okay? And you talk to God and whatever works for you. You don't have to use the words I'm using or if, I, if it feels like I'm being too what is it, irrelevant, irrelevant or whatever. Use whatever works for you. God will speak to you in ways that you can understand, okay? In ways that you can understand. So, so in that story, I'm the hero, right? Because I understand I'm God. I'm, that's the hero's story. But in the next story, when you're helping someone, you want to be Yoda, okay? You want to be Yoda, and Luke is the hero, the person you're.
grow. You want to help them see the force, the power that that's how you speak to other people when you're so here's how that would go. I'm at I'm in Whitney and um, we bought a little place on the lake, my husband and I, and I was walking around the lake every morning, just a, like a two mile, two it was like two out two miles to go around the thing. It was a small lake. It was a small area of the lake, it wasn't the whole lake. And so uh, so there's all kind of people walking around and there was a young woman who's walking around and you know, we're talking as we're going back and forth. And she shares with me that she just discovered that she has some ancestry in Ireland and that there is a uh, marathon that's going to be running, and she wants to raise funds to go to Ireland, to be in the marathon, and to meet with some of her relatives. I said, great, I'd love to donate to that, love to donate. So next time I see you, because I didn't have my wallet, so next time I see you, I'll, I'll donate. So I leave, and the next time I see her, she's way across the lake, I can't see her. I said, okay, so I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, next time I see her, when I, you know, we'll do it together, and I got my money, I'll, I'll, I'll give her some money. So I'm in, so now another time at the lake, I'm getting, I'm getting dressed, putting my shoes back on and getting in my car and I see her. She's not too far away, but I'm going to have to yell to, 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 to get to her. And Spirit said, clear as a bell, listen, you don't have to give her any money. However, if you choose to do it now, I said, oh, okay. So I called her and said, hey, hey, you know, come on. I waved her over and she came on over and I said, listen, I've been thinking about you, missing you and I want to write you a check. So I wrote her a check and I gave it to her. She started crying. She said, listen, it is not going well. It's not going well. My husband is giving me a hard time about going. The people that I thought would help me raise the funds, the funds aren't coming in. And I just feeling like I shouldn't go. And so I asked Spirit, I said, listen, if I'm supposed to go, I'm going to need a sign. And you were the sign. And I said, no, I'm not the sign. I'm just, I'm just an individualized expression just like you are. You asked and you received. I just happened to be a conduit for that. And Spirit told me to give it to you. And you are going. I don't care what else is happening. You are going because you already asked Spirit to let you go. And Spirit already said you yes. This is why I'm standing here being a conduit for you. And you're going to have a fabulous time and meet your relatives. So let me know all about it when you get back. That's being yoga encouraging that person to believe and feel what they already know to be true but they just need a little bit of encouragement somebody else to agree with what they know and hear that's what we get to do do you see how wonderful that is how powerful that is that's living our spirituality every single day in the little things following what spirit is telling you to do following what you already know to be true, trusting your heart and taking action on what Spirit's telling you to do. That's what we get to do. That's who we are. That's what new thought is. We have a quote, but I don't have one for you guys today, but I just want to say this. I see you. I love coming here. I love the vibe in this room. I love the people and the heart in this room. Thank you for having me today. Go out and live new thought. Namaste.